Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres get ready to wrap up their latest series against the Braves. And our host, Mike Janella, hopes you like him. Hopes you really like him. Hopefully we're now on good terms. Padres Social Hour Universe. And with the post-game Snoopadella concert coming after the game, we brought in Bill Center, hoping to lure in Snoop with the coolness he displayed with Lil John last year. Bill, uh, you got a yan you? I no no no. I, 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 listen, I, no. I'm, I'm I mean, leaving you're sitting the, next to the actual I, professional. I I'm just go it. like this. Yeah, yeah. That was All right, that was good. That was good. And rounding out the crew, it's Ben Higgins because it's fun to watch him squirm between Mike and Bill. I feel like, I'm feeling like a great. third wheel on a date <laughs> between you two. Should yeah. I like walk away for a little while and let you sort out your issues? After all your uh, after all your experience with being the wrong bachelor, Ben Higgins, this should be uh, right up your alley, I think, right? Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bill Center, and. And Ben Higgins. Happy Wednesday. Happy Way Back Wednesday. And good morning. Welcome to Padres Social Hour. Getting you set for this 1241st pitch. A series finale. How about the Padres try and win another one of those? Right. Only 1 in 18 this year as we get you set for that. We're here in the AMR studio with Ben and Bill. I'm Mike. And guys, this is potentially the biggest show in Padres Social Hour history. Bigger even than Bill with his little John linguistics class. Hey, last seems year. like it'd be impossible to top. You would but. think, but we're <laughs> going to try. It's way back Wednesday. That's why I'm wearing this T-shirt. I love it. I love the shirt. It's go Bayside on the front. And I had a guy earlier say Bayside Queens High School, and I said, while well, <laughs> I lived in Queens the last five years, no, this is Bayside the Tigers, fictional best high school ever. On the back it says Beat Valley. I can't show you that because I'm tied in with all these wires here. But I, I tweeted out a picture earlier. I've had this shirt for like 13 years. It's a good one. Principal Belding. Actually, exactly. it does look like you've had it for 13 yeah, years. Yeah, this, this is authentic. This is vintage. Yes. Uh, very much so. Uh, but I'm wearing it because today is way back Wednesday. The Padres will be sporting some of their early 90s uniforms. Uh, Saved by the Bell will be a theme up on the video board for all the guys. And the reason this show may be so big, we may have... Zach Morris himself, Mark Paul Gossler stopping by. He was the surprise guest that we were teasing yesterday, and Blooper is still to the last minute trying to get him down here, so we may have him. We, a we may also have, we should have, the one and only D-O-double-G, Snoop Dogg himself, in the house. The coolest fictional kid who ever lived and maybe the coolest person on earth, so there you go. Bill, look more excited. I am. <laughs> this is I amazing. <laughs> what else do you want? Right. Hey. Can we get President Obama or somebody here? I'm exactly. not sure what Bill could else he could ask for. Um, so we're going to have the two of them here, hopefully. So, uh, that, I mean, that should be awesome. And uh, I wonder who's going to stay on the couch for whom uh, when those two guys come by. Um, no, so it is Way Back Wednesday. We've got those two guys here. Uh, we're also going to be taking a look down on the Padres farm because down there we do have some baseball to talk today. Right. The prospects have been tearing it up uh, lately. And with a draft coming up. Yep. Draft tomorrow. Bill, thanks for reminding me, because tomorrow we're on the air. The Padres are off because of the MLB draft. We'll be on at 3 o'clock tomorrow with a special draft episode, draft preview. I sat down with A.J. Preller, the Padres GM, had a long conversation with him. So make sure to tune in tomorrow. Uh, Randy Jones and Chris Ella will be here. We'll break down everything draft you want to know about the Padres. So we've got that tomorrow as well. Uh, but first today, and let's go back to uh, last night's game. And as a reminder, use hashtag PadresSH to chat about anything you'd like with us. And uh, I'm going to put you guys in the Cholula hot seat right away. We normally wait a little bit to get you acclimated, but we're going right to it. 
So last night it's a 4-3 walk-off victory. Will Myers with the hit. As Will Myers is out there getting mobbed by his teammates, the victory in the books, I want to know, honest opinion, truth serum here, what was going through your head? Well, I was wondering why they didn't walk Myers. Okay. Because they had runners on second and third. The game's tied. Myers' run doesn't count. I, I walk Myers and, and get to camp hoping he'll hit into a double play. Do you not realize the Braves are the worst team in Major League Baseball and they don't know to make those kinds of decisions? I don't, I don't care. That's just tactics. Okay. Uh, ben, because I heard some people in the press box, uh, as, or not I, the press I box, was, as we were leaving the press box, oh, man, good thing we didn't I, I was wondering why, why they were mauling one of their best young players. That yeah. was my thought. Don't <laughs> hurt Will Myers. They I put mean, a football at camp, pile on Camp him. especially, he was, I mean, he had like a, sinister look in his eyes he was chasing down will myers out there uh, he had a mission and he was not going to get away from matt kemp and Derek norris out there they, they they had a plan and we saw that as soon as myers touched first base right. making the hit legal and valid and the run counting he started sprinting as far away from the dugout he almost as beat him to first base close yeah <laughs> and at first it looked like uh, like a tickle fight almost the guys were being a little <laughs> gentle but then they all just jump on him and that was my thought was Careful, like this guy right. is proven Absolutely. to be Plus, they, they, they all remember to bring out their water bottles so yes. they could douse them. I mean, that takes planning. You don't just yeah. impromptu. You have props ready. You had a plan. That, that was that Cooper was. and I were waiting after the game. He's doing his on-field post-game interview, and we were expecting Gatorade or a, or a pie to the face or something. That never came. I guess the new well, thing is because, just get them right, right away. It was right. It was over. They had already done it. Yeah, but, um, I did hear some people as I was leaving the game yesterday, thank goodness no extra innings uh, because on a Tuesday night, <laughs> I think everyone is still scarred from that Dodgers, uh, the 17-inning game, and we've seen a 14-inning game here this year too. So, uh, But no, uh, Bill, right to the strategy. Ben and I both to self-preservation and self-defense. Right. No, I was, for I was stunned the way that inning played out. You might, I mean, you might as well. Instead of all the forces, even with, when it's Matt Kemp, I mean, yeah, you're giving yourself no chance to get out of that inning. Right. And then, you're I mean, to Myers. And then before that, when, after Ramirez gets a single, they almost concede him second base in a steal. I mean, that was a very slow developing situation. Ramirez had it easy, and I'm just wondering – what the heck's going on? Well, there's a reason that the uh, Braves are 16 and 42. There might very well year. be. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Uh, so. That's the Cholula Hot Seat uncapped real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. Now, someone else who put them in that position yesterday for that walk-off win, Derek Norris. And I want to carve out some time here to give Derek Norris some props because he's someone that uh, I've been very uh, critical of, honestly. He's, he's mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, has he? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure he watches every day. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, his numbers, that's what they deserved. He was not the man that the Padres were hoping for this year at the plate. Uh, he was not the all-star we saw a couple of years ago. Uh, finally, though, the month of June is what did it for him. He's 10 for his last 27 in this month. Two home runs, two doubles, six RBI, and five runs scored in seven games. His OPS is above 1,000, and the big game-tying home run last night to set up the walk-off single. How important is he going forward to the Padres' offense, and can he sustain this? Is this the real Norris, or is he going to regress a little bit more toward the middle, and he's that guy in between the struggles from earlier and the, the red-hot success he's well, got now? I imagine he'll get to about 240 when he will become really probably – Pretty good trade bait. And with Bethancourt and uh, Hedges under control, I would not be surprised if he's somebody they might move. 
What do you see in Ben? Because a lot of people, that's what they're thinking now. As soon as anyone does well, it's, oh, he's just increasing his trade value. Well, first of all, to me, this is the reason why being a Major League Baseball manager is such a tough job. We watch at home, and, you know, we, we probably, if we're good baseball fans, you know when to bunt. You know the strategies of the game. Everyone says, I can do that. The hard thing to me is do you stick with a guy who's been struggling and keep throwing him out there and hope that he's going to finally get it going, Absolutely. or do you have to pull the plug at some point? You know what? If they could have, if Andy Green had benched Derek Norris three weeks ago and said, we're just going with Christian Bethencourt full-time, I don't think anyone could have blamed him the way that he was hitting, but then probably would have missed out on him getting hot, rebuilding value if you are going to trade him. Now the Padres have more options. So, you know, Derek Norris rewarded the faith that Andy Green put in him. Now, if he hadn't come around, you might have had another, you know, three weeks of a struggling catcher not helping you win games. That's the tough part, I think, of being a manager is making those calls. Those are the tough ones. To me, averages are averages for a reason. And a player like Derek Norris, sooner or later, is going to come back towards his norm. I stick with him, even when he was going like he was. All right, and we'll see uh, if that ends up being just, yeah, something for trade value or if he ends up being a bit of a cornerstone no matter where it is. Um, I want to get to one tweet uh, that I saw last night. This is from the Kept Faith. Uh, tweeted us often. This wasn't directly at us, but it caught my eye, and I had to uh, bring it onto the show today. Playing the Braves fixes everything. They're kind of the WD-40 of the National League. Now, I want to... I like that. Right? That's good. I, thought, I thought you'd appreciate that. So we don't want to be all, you know, Pollyanna here um, or a Lego movie for a more modern reference. You know, everything's awesome. The Padres are fixed right. now. They are playing some bad teams lately, the right. Rockies, the Braves. Is Marlins this, coming up. Exactly. The way they're playing now, and this homestand is they're 5-2, and two, is this a better Padres team? Are they better than what we saw when they struggled earlier in the year, or is it a product of the opposition just making them look good? I think it's a little of both. I do think that they were better than they were playing earlier in the year. Now, do I think they're going to win 75% of their games for the rest of the season? No, but I, I could see them breaking even, maybe a little bit possibly better than that. But I, I For do fi finishing the year 500 or playing no, no, 500? No. Okay, 500 right. ball 500 the rest of the I was about to say, that would be some torrid right. baseball no, no, to no. get No, 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 they're not going to okay. get to 500. So but if they win today, they're a 500 team against everyone but the Giants. Right. But, uh, <laughs> That's something. But, but I really think that uh, it's, it's a little bit of both. They are playing – they are playing – actually, they are playing good ball against bad teams. And that's what we're seeing. Well, you know what? And the good teams have also gotten to play the bad teams. It's not as though you know, right. the Padres are catching this amazing break that other teams have not had. The teams that are in first place, you like, have to play everybody. You know, like the Nationals right. or the Mets, they've had plenty of chances to play the Braves and beat up on them so far this season. It doesn't only count if the Padres beat the Dodgers or the Giants or the Cubs. It's cool when they do, but you play every team. You get your opportunity. This week, the Padres get their chance to play the Braves. They've had success in the first two games, as they probably should. You know, the Braves are certainly one of the weaker teams in baseball, but you don't apologize right. for and, it. And you don't Padres, give it back. And actually, you made, had a good point. The Padres' schedule was stacked with heavy teams early. Right, and the aces of those teams right. the number two starters that they had to run through. Uh, by the way, Colin Ray, solid effort last night. Seven innings, three earned. Uh, two walks, five Ks, six hits. Kept them in that game. So all around, uh, ends up being a good win for the Padres in very exciting fashion. Mark Paul Gossler is here. Blooper got him here. Congrats. Finally, you booked somebody, Blooper. Still have to get him in the couch. <laughs> All right, still have to get him to the couch. He's on his way next, so don't go far. Before that, 
we want to remind you to not miss the next Padres Beer Fest presented by Southwest Airlines on Friday, June 17th, before the Padres take on the Nationals at 740. Sample a variety of beers from local and national breweries, all for $5 each. Get your tickets at Padres.com party. When we come back, I've been waiting for this for literally months. Finally going to happen. Mark Paul Gossler coming up on Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour here on this Wednesday morning. Coming up, we've got the Padres and the Braves, their series finale. It's a way back Wednesday, and what better person to help be here and celebrate that then Mark Paul Gosler, he's here rocking his Padres gear. This is, I mean, this is awesome for me. I'm wearing my shirt in honor of one of your most iconic roles. Welcome. How's Thank it going? You. It's going good. Going good. Go Padres. Yeah, you're looking good. We've got a huge crowd here. Everybody coming to check you out. Uh, thank you for bringing us Snoop some Dogg is here. I'm going to check out Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop Dogg is also I, here. That's what I'm excited yeah. about. No, this is, this is great. Um, so <laughs> thanks for swinging by. You're, I mean, obviously we'll get to say by the Bell and uh, you being in the area and all that stuff, but... You're a Padres catcher now, technically. Right. <laughs> it's the new Fox show pitch. Can't you tell? I got yeah, the beard you got going. The I got a little beard. extra weight on me. You really would fit in here in this Padres clubhouse, well, some I, of the beards they have. That. I don't um, know about that. I have a lot of respect for these guys and what they do. Uh, yeah, but we, my, I'm doing a new show for Fox uh, called Pitch, where I play the uh, veteran captain, all-star uh, catcher for the Padres. I mean, and we've seen the trailer. It's coming out this fall. Yeah. It looks great. You were telling me just now before we went on the air, you put on like 20 pounds for this role. Had to put on a little weight. Uh, you know, the beard weighed about five pounds. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, put on a little bit more weight to look more believable as a, as a catcher behind the mound. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, definitely ate a lot to get there. I feel like everyone always in Hollywood, they lose all the weight, and that seems hard. But I've always liked the roles where it's I have to eat everything I can. Is that no, fun? Actually, actually it's, it's the opposite. Gaining weight is, the har- is harder than losing weight. And I think a lot of people would, in, in Hollywood would probably agree to that. Gaining weight is, I mean, you're eating a lot of food, and some people say, oh, that sounds amazing, but you have to eat more than you really want to. And losing weight is just like, you just have to be disciplined and kind of just watch what you eat. See, that's my problem, no discipline. I think the trick is gaining weight without like turning into meat. Well, well, (laughs) (laughs) and that's kind of like where I was about a month, I'm not saying it, but I was about a month ago, I said, I can't, I'm going down the wrong path here. It's no no longer, you know, looking like a a baseball player. The wrong path, (laughs) here we go. All on one couch here, we have it all for you. Um, obviously today it's a way back Wednesday. They're doing a Save by the Bell theme for all the players on the video board. Did you ever think when you were doing that show as a kid, basically, that you'd have this, uh, such a huge part of your legacy that young? No. And the truth is, is that we were canceled every season. No <laughs> one watched the original Save by the Bell on Saturday mornings. It really didn't take off until 96, I want to say, is when we went into syndication. It, yep. kind of, it could have been a little bit earlier, but really I, I, I saw dramatic, like, uh, uh, increase in viewership and, and sort of like walking down the street and people noticing me is in 96 when, when it was in syndication and then it became kind of cool to watch our show when our show was on 90210 was on at the same time and 90210 was for all the cool kids and, and Saved by the Bell was a Saturday morning show along with the cartoons so people were like yeah you know you, did, you were kind of a closet watcher um, but then in 96, when it became syndicated, it was all over. Uh, it, it took off. So, Mark, no, we were, we were done with the show. I'd been done for three years. Mark, but what is it about the show? He's got the T-shirt, know. but I was just I a big no fan idea. as well. But I can't exactly tell you why. It was funny, but, the, you know, it was grown jokes. It was, you know, it was kid <laughs> stuff. I mean, the, 
the messages were a little heavy handed. It was kind of <laughs> cheesy. It was kind of corny. I don't, loved it. Don't I you loved dare it. call it cheesy. <laughs> I loved don't you it. Dare. I one time, I one time said, uh, you know, something about to the to the effect of, uh, it's it's not like Breaking Bad. You know, I was like, the writing is not at writing. all. <laughs> not, but I'm glad we can all agree on that because right. I got such backlash on Twitter saying, well, you're ungrateful, and you know, the, the, it, it was it was amazing for what it was. I'm like. <laughs> It's not Breaking Bad. Right. You know, it's not like we're writing Breaking Bad or it's not Game of Thrones. It's not House of Cards. It's Saved by the Bell. It's what it was. It was a, it was a fun, campy show that kind of reminds us of our childhoods, uh, brings us back to that time. And, it, 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 and that's what it's great for. It, and the syndication you mentioned, because I have cousins that are in their teens now or their 20s, young, early 20s, and they love it because same thing. They grew up watching it in syndication when they were kids by the time – you know, we were already well into adulthood. And it's, it's still, it's still gained, it still has traction. My son is 12 years old. He started watching it on Netflix last year. Uh, and it's just going to continue to recycle. Um, and that's, that's a good thing. Do you I keep just, in touch with any of the uh, actors that you were on the show yeah. with? I know uh, Mario's, yeah, yeah. you know, down here sometimes. Yeah, and Mario and I, I just heard that Mario and I, I knew I was playing in the All-Star game, but Mario's playing in it as well. And the, uh, softball the Celebrity game. Softball yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, down so here at Petco Park this little, year. Very cool. A uh, little Bayside action going on. Awesome. have to come uh, back and say hi. That would <laughs> exactly. be great. That will be awesome. Um, but, yeah, we keep in touch, uh, you know, thanks to uh, social media. Right. We kind of all uh, keep you in touch You guys did Fallon way. a few months ago. Did Fallon yeah. a few months ago. Also, I did uh, Tiffany's show that she has on Food Network. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we keep in touch. Mario and I have been saying we're going to catch lunch for the last year, and it hasn't happened, but maybe at the All-Star game. Yeah. Uh, you can Catch invite me if you want. Just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Everyone, <available>. Everyone's <laughs> invited. Everyone's invited. Um, you mentioned Fallon in passing. You guys had that famous reunion on his show, uh, on late on The Tonight Show, I should say. For such a long time, it feels like, uh, I mean, 90s nostalgia now is kind of an everyday thing. Everyone does it. It's its own industry. But for a while, it seemed like you guys, if not resisted, just didn't go out of your way to make that happen. Was there any, was there no. any resistance there? No, no, no. There wasn't any resistance. It? There just wasn't any, th th there, there wasn't the opportunity to embrace it. I, I remember in 2009, I did Fallon's show for the first time, and this was when he was uh, the late Tonight Show, or the, the right, one, the one after, after. The one after. The, the Seth one, Meyers yeah, one yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was promoting a new show that I was doing, and I, I, I knew that something needed to go viral for us to get a lot of viewers for my new show. Um, and, you know, I'm not, I don't have a, a, a background that kind of warrants me going viral. Um, so I thought, well, what, what, what can I do to, to get uh, internet involved? And I went on his show as Zach Morris. And I pitched that, I pitched that to Fallon, and I said, hey, what would be, it would be cool if I like, came on as Zach Morris, because he was trying to get the reunion together. And it just, it didn't seem organic. And I said, what if I come on as Zach Morris saying that I'm playing Mark Paul Gossler? And he says, well, I don't know how that's going to work. Are you going to break character at any point? I said, no, I'm going to stay in character. And uh, he agreed to it. And that happened in 2009. That was really the only time that there was this opportunity for us to embrace that. Because mm -hmm. all the other things were a reunion show that no one was writing. Um, and sort of this appetite for it. But nothing was out there. And so there was, you know, we're all trying to get jobs. And the, f the one thing you're not going to do is, hey, guys, remember what I used to do? I used to do that show, and that doesn't get you a job. Right. You know? No, you're sense. always trying to be another character, and that was a character for a lot of us. No, and and I've now everyone, it's easy to look back, and, yeah, nostalgia is its own huge buzzy thing these days. Yeah. Say by the Bell, a big part of Comic -Con, it. Comic-Con. I mean, you yeah. can go do a lot of things. There's a lot of, like, 90s night. Yes. I apologize. That, that, yeah. You know. We're, we're at a point now where we can have that. Yeah, 100%. Uh, do you want to uh, call a timeout and pitch your new show, though? Uh, sure. Pitch it. Well, well for you. Pitch, pitch. Yeah. I, pitch, want you, pitch. I, want, I want you to call timeout on us. 
Zach Morris style and go into the camera and tell us what we should be watching in the fall. <laughs> I haven't talked to the camera in years. Where is the this camera? Is where Over is the, the camera? I'm, so, I'm, not, I'm not even You're used up to there, this anymore. You're up there, little tiny thing up there. I'm not even used to this anymore. Look, look I think I did, did I used to do this or this or what did I? Did I, did I, did I freeze. Did I, did I, did I, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Did I used to say freeze? What did I say? Time out. Time out. I just said time out. Yep. Look at that. So you need to watch Pitch. It comes out on Fox this fall. Uh, stars myself, along with Kylie Bunbury, Ali Larder, Mark Consuelos, Mo McRae, Dan Loria, uh, Bob Balaban, all-star cast, and I think you'll enjoy it. Say time in so we can Oh, sorry, 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 time in. <laughs> Good, now we can keep the show going. <laughs> I don't know how this works. Yeah. Anymore, <laughs> 20 plus years ago. How much time do you get sure, to spend yeah. on the field and filming? I'm just curious already, because I know they shoot some of the show. Oh, we were here, here for a week and a half. Really? We used, oh, we used that's the clubhouse. We used very everything. cool. I, I, my locker was Matt Kemp's locker. <laughs> It was amazing. No, it's, I mean, it's super authentic. Yeah, you no, super authentic. I'll is, show you photos on it. We were, we were just uh, inside the Lexus Club, and we were looking down on BP, and I, I spent a week in that little room with, with our trainers. Like, we had uh, Greg Olson was our, our pitching uh, coach. Uh, Royce Clayton was a batting coach. Uh, so it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, this thing, yeah, it, yeah. they pulled out all the stops. This yeah, thing it's looks only, like it's a only documentary, baseball get documentary. Bigger. It's only going to get bigger because, you know, you do a pilot. You don't know if it's going to get picked up. When Major League Baseball became – when they became involved, we knew that this was going to be big, and it's only it's only going to get bigger. Hopefully, we can get other players to come on the show and and uh, make it more authentic. But hey man, well, best of luck. We're pulling it. for you, obviously. Thank Everyone you. with the Padres is as well because yeah, you're wearing uh, the logo on the <laughs> chest. So, <laughs> and I thank you for indulging a couple of fans. I'm sure we're the millionth people to freak out about <laughs> meeting you. So, <laughs> My thank you very much, yeah. Mark Paul Gosler. Pitch on Fox this fall. Enjoy America's favorite pastime with your pooch by your side in a new backyard-inspired setting at Petco Park. The Barkyard, presented by Petco, features six semi-private, dog-friendly viewing areas in left center field. Each area accommodates up to four people and two dogs. Pricing starts at $100 for each viewing area. For more info and tickets, visit Padres.com Barkyard. Thank you again to Mark Paul Gosser. More excitement on the way. Don't go far. This is Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Well, that was cool. That, that, was, was, that was fun. Welcome back to Padres <laughs> Social Hour. Mark Paul Gosser just swinging by. Uh, I mean, he... I didn't want to admit to being one of those closet nerds, but I was the one who watched it in his first run. I know, Bill, you're surprised. I, I don't think My you have to say though. one way or the other. <laughs> I don't want to admit to being yeah, a classic cause nerd. Because I, um, I, was, I was too young for 90210, Melrose Place, like that, the primetime stuff. That was me, Saturday morning, like the tween years, Saved by the Bell. That was, I watched every episode live. And then to see my cousins, younger siblings, watch it in the syndication and the reruns, that was, I mean, for me, that was a watershed TV show. And you look back now, you watch it as an adult. Yes, campy, cheesy, but fun above all else. Hey, it, was the, it, it addressed the market that it was designed for. I thought it was great. My kids used to watch it. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, all right, so that was fun. We have uh, one tweet in here uh, from friend of the show, Brady Phelps. Uh, put up a picture, and he says, uh, Unreal, Zach Morris on Padres <laughs> SH. Uh, he says, he and I are beard twins. I think Mark Paul can pull it off a little bit better than you, Brady. No offense. And he says he's not speaking to you and me, Ben, because I guess we had the opportunity to Did be He here. said it off the air because I asked him about the beard, though. He, it's, he's, they want them to look like right. 
Major League Baseball right. players. Right. He's the catcher, so it's a Derek Norris-style beard because he's he looks playing like a Padre. Catcher oh, yeah. of the Padres. Bush, yeah. the so, Cashner, the so Norris if beard. if I'm on with Snoop Dogg, then Brady's not going to be talking to me either. Well, you want that, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is, is going to work out well. All right, let's now take a trip uh, down on the farm while we have some time. We're going to talk some Padres prospects, and there's uh, Farmer Bill's music. Yes, I got down. you. Uh, this trip to the farm to discover some prospects is brought to us by Pacifico. So, uh, Bill, I mean, a lot of bats are tearing it up at yes. all the levels. Let's start right at the top, AAA, and it's a tale of two very different guys that are really pacing this team in Manny Margot and Ryan Schimpf. Uh, well, yes, and then you throw in Hunter Renfro, and you throw in Alex Dickerson. I mean, right now, the El Paso team is hitting like 318 as a team on the season, which is 20 points higher than anybody else in the PCL. But Margot is 21 years old, and he's beginning to hit like the prospect that everybody thought he would be. He's on a 10-game hitting streak. And the word is that everything is a line drive. He's on top of everything. Yeah, we're showing some awesome graphics that have been produced by the Padres front office. Uh, this was for their last week, so he's on an eight-game hitting streak to right. end the week. He's since tacked on two more. Right. Ben, have you? when was the last time you were this excited about a Padres positional prospect? You know, it's, it's been a long time. And this, you can really see the difference this season, I think. And I was surprised because I wasn't expecting it to happen so fast. But give credit to the developmental staff of the Padres, which I think had been an organizational weakness for many years. Bill, I don't know if you agree with me. Uh, yes. But, you know, bringing those guys up level by level and improving them, this year I feel like we've seen players blossom that we expected, like Margot, and then we've started to see some other players that I wasn't really thinking of. I mean, Schimpf I hadn't even heard of until a couple of weeks ago. Well, he, he was, he's been a long – he's a little bit older, 28 years old. He was with the Toronto Blue Jays organization for seven years became a minor league free agent, and they picked him up. And he but has performed far beyond what he's ever done. having the season of his life. But, but, right. but how about Christian Friedrich, who was a guy right. that, you know, had kind of been given up on by another organization and, you know, a little revitalization in El Paso, and now he's helping on the big club. Maybe Schimpf could be the next guy like that to help the Padres this season. Right. Well, I think that Friedrich is a little bit of Darren Balsley, which is, also excites me for getting Eric Johnson yeah. here. Because Balsley, you go back, I mean, okay, there's a, there's a whole line. It goes Ross before that, Pomeranz. He has a way of bringing in pitchers who have struggled elsewhere and turning them into a nice package or helping them turn into a nice package. Also helps when they're all first-round picks from Cal, Berkeley. It might be something. Those yeah, three okay, of them all, there, all, there you it, go. That's the right. line through all three. Uh, let's go down to double-A, and the Padres there have the Texas League Player of the Week on right. the roster. Nick Torres who last year moved, uh, started last season at uh, Fort Wayne, went to Lake Elsinore during the season, and he's, you know, former second-round pick. He is really developing into a solid uh, player. Now, whether, you know, how far this goes, uh, it's hard to say, but Nick Torres uh, last week uh, had an exceptional week, hit over 500 for the week again, uh, not a power hitter, not a straight power hitter, a lot of line drives, good left fielder. Um, he is somebody who is getting on the radar. Wouldn't yeah. be the first uh, 
guy from Long Beach to make it big with the Padres in the major. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, when you yeah when you hit 548 across right. a week and you win uh, your right. league's player of the week, you do force yourself onto the radar. Uh, let's go to High A and up in Lake Elsinore. Uh, fans, Padres fans, have been clamoring for a power prospect. That's why everybody was so on the Blash Wagon for Jabari right. Blash. This is the place they may find it. From Neil Rays? Yeah. Yes. Uh, big kid. Big swing. Uh, started out the season very slow. Uh, really, came, really came on last week. And, uh, I mean, it's going to take him a little time. He's out of the Dominican Republic. Uh, was absolutely raw when he got to the United States. And he's really beginning to make strides. Now, did they bring him up through the Dominican Academy? Or yes, yes, yes. He came through the Dominican. The Ponders have been looking right. for a success story out right. of their academy that they opened, what is it now, eight, ten years ago? Right. He's still, he, Fermil is still raw. I mean, he is a raw talent. And he's one of those guys that you can't really say, boy, he's, he's on the radar because he's got a ways to go. But he's young, and he's got a lot of, he's, he's got a lot of strength. People love frame, 6'5", 240. <laughs> right. you, just, you, you can't help but dream and envision that he's peppering the Western Metal Building, you know, five, six years from now with home runs, with a projectable frame like that. Uh, let's wrap it up uh, down in Loway at Fort Wayne. And it's just it's hitting streaks galore in this right. organization this week, and uh, Fort Wayne's no exception. No, in fact, uh, Fort Wayne, a couple players have come alive there, and uh, uh, it's, it's a very – Fort Wayne generally is not a good hitter's park. And, you know, for, for to have the, the streaks that they're having down there right now, Fort Wayne's also one of the hotter teams in, in the minor leagues right now. So it's, it's going very well. And led by a guy who had a good week in Jonathan Pena. Right. Well, there's another, there's another guy who's uh, Pena's younger. Uh, two weeks ago was hitting 190 before he got on his streak. He's raised his batting average 50 points. Uh, he's a little bit different than uh, uh, he, he's more of an, a ball player type look. He doesn't have a huge frame. I think he's only 6'2". But uh, again, a 10-game hitting streak and like, and like Reyes, raised his average 50 points in a week. Isn't that funny, this late in the season? And it's a little bit uh, of a shorter season for the minors than it is for the right. big league guys. But how much you can still raise your numbers with, with a really torrid week. But the thing, remember, and I'm being honest here, is that at the start of these seasons, when you've got these slow starts, that these are the, these players' first weeks, months at this level. And for a lot of them, it takes them a while to, to get in there and to really understand what they can do. And it's not unusual to see development like Reyes and like Pena is having at this, month, at this time of the season. Every step up requires a new adjustment. You're facing... Right tougher competition you're in a new city that you need to adjust to whether it's fort wayne or lake elsinore or san antonio i mean you're going to a new place you're having to accustom yourself right. new coaches and for the dominicans like when they come from the dominican republic and go to fort wayne they have a program they have a tutoring program everything at fort wayne because that's their first stop and then when they get to Lake Elsinore, they're more out on their own. So it's another big adjustment. I mean, even that with your tutoring program, your safety net, to right. come from the shores of the Caribbean to Fort Wayne, I mean, that's literally a different world. Right. I remember, or I, and we talked about this before, when Ernesto Frieri wound up in the United States for the first time. He had been the, one of the younger players the Padres ever signed. When he came to Fort Wayne for the first time, spoke no English. And he would sit in his apartment all day, and then he started realizing that the, that the cartoons 
and the commercials <laughs> that he saw in Venezuela on TV in Spanish were the same in English. And he taught himself English that way. He's sitting in, you know, he'd make tapes of the cartoons and, and match it up with the, the Spanish he knew. Yeah, who needs Rosetta Stone? Right, when exactly. You have the cartoons and on. the Padres turned right. him into Alexi Amarista. Right, I mean, there you go. All right, so that is a Discover a Prospect down on the farm with Bill, brought to us by Pacifico. Pacifico, a rich logger born in Mazatlan, brought home by surfers, now waiting to be discovered by you. Discover Pacifico. I see hordes of people lining up for autographs, which can only mean one thing. Snoop Dogg is in the house. We're going to have him on. Coming up, this is Padres Social Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour here in the AMR studio. Now, Bill, you can tell me maybe from past years, but this being my first year, I've never seen a bigger crowd here for Padres Social Hour We're than, packed. than for this man who needs no introduction. Let's hear it for him. The one and only D-O-double-G, Snoop Dogg. Snoop, welcome to the show. What's up, boss player? How you doing? I'm doing great. You're here. How could I do any better? SD is in the house. That's it. <laughs> Looking good. Got your throwback on. Yeah. You're throwing out the first pitch today. Yeah. You're doing a DJ Snoop Adelic set after the show. Yes, sir. That's an exciting day. And, and y'all got to notice that one of the uh, greatest Padres of all time went to the same high school I went to. Tony Gwynn went to Long Beach Poly High School. Rest in peace, T. Gwynn. All right. Yes, sir. I've heard you mention that before. Was that you guys weren't there at the same time, obviously? No, but no, was he no, somebody no. you followed as his career kept going on? Uh, he was one of the, uh, the 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 guys that we wanted to be like growing up because it was a lot of famous people that came out of my high school that either made it in football, basketball, or track. And he was the one that made it in baseball, and he gave us a new outlook on sports, to, you know, that we could play something else. They have pictures of him up on the wall? Oh, the field is named after him. <laughs> and why not? Yeah. <laughs> now, Snoop, the reason that I love having you here, this is a conversation Bill and I had before the show today. You span so many generations, so many genres, different types of fans. I did not expect Bill to know any of your music. Turns out he's a big fan, but not of some music you may expect, your more mainstream stuff. Tell him, Bill. I... I listened to reggae on Sirius every once in a while. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, and uh, I, was, I was stunned that uh, the reggae you do is really good. Thank you, man. I mean, it's a, it's the reggae side is a, uh, me tapping into the, the love and, the, you know, being able to do music that I've never been able to do before to express myself in different ways, so I'm glad you enjoy it. How do you get into it? I mean, how, that's, a, that's a tough transition. Well, not so much for me because I've, it's always been associated with me. I just had to figure out what it was about it that I loved about it so much. And, you know, taking that journey to Jamaica forced me to make a record and to fall in love with the whole spirit of reggae music. Any, I mean, so when you step out into a different direction, the, being the trailblazer that you are in the rap, when you go and how difficult is that for you to, I mean, not to pull off because you pulled it off, but to say, I can do this? Well, you know, it's more about, you know, the feeling of what's needed. I make music as far as what's needed. I don't like making the same thing. If there's somebody out that's doing what I'm doing, I would never do it. I always look at myself as, you know, the void. I make music that's a void. That's what's missing and what people need to hear. So that's why I can convert to reggae, to funk, to hip hop, from back and forth to whatever I like, because it's all about providing the people good music that makes them feel good. And right. also stepping out in the movies and things oh, like Oh, you know that. I got to get that movie money, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's where the big cash is at, right? Hollywood. Yes, We're here with Snoop Dogg, who's uh, brought to us by Bud Access. You'll be out there doing uh, your DJ Snoopadelic set after the game today. What can the fans expect to hear? What good kind of music, DJ are man? I play great music. I play music from the 70s, 80s, 90s, present. You know, you get a little bit of Snoop Dogg here and there, too. But 
it's just about the, the, the good times. Music has always been a, a representation of great times and great people. So that's what I like to do when I play music. Man, if I, if I was you, I would just play all my own stuff. I mean, you've got enough to set like a three-hour <laughs> yeah. set. I wouldn't play anybody else. I do, but that's selfish, man. I'd rather, you know, <laughs> I'd rather dance to the groove of somebody else's groove. Who's some, who do you like listening to these days? Like, who's your favorite artist right now that you like listening to? Oh, wow. Today, um, actually, I just got offered to uh, Beyonce's Lemonade album. I really like that. That's a beautiful record. That thing tore the internet up. Yeah. Do you ever think about doing that, like a full video album, anything like that, like she's done a couple times? Yeah, yeah. That's my new project, July 1st. Oh, is that what it's going to be? Yeah, it's called Kool-Aid. I like that. (laughs) 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 It is, is though, right? Yeah, for real. Yeah, that's the actual name of it. And it works out good. (laughs) We had lemonade, now we got some Kool-Aid. Yeah, get your cups ready. Yeah, pour it out, pour it out. I love (laughs) it. Uh, You've thrown out first pitches before. I've seen a couple of them. And my pitches go over the plate, and my pitches have a nice piece of speed on it, and my pitches find their way to the right part of the field. I've seen some rappers, not to name anybody, that... Oh, come on. We'll name pit, them. Yeah, their pitches sense was horrible. Way, we have the look, video. Look at that. <laughs> right. what, what was he throwing the ball to? <laughs> we were trying last year when Lil John that was here. That must have been a, a magnetic ball y'all right. gave him that flew to the <laughs> magnet or something. I think he had, he had uh, got his hand, uh, went to a little yeah. bit of... Yeah, <laughs> a weird motion. But well, no, you, won't have, you won't have that problem for me, You're though. predicting a strike. I've seen him before. you got some I good strikes. You ain't got no Snoop Dogg footage? Do we have any of Snoop's previous first pitches, Blooper? Of course, Man, I don't have it. Oh, of course good. not. See, nice, nice job, Because there's never been one at San Diego Stadium at Petco Field, so I'll just be the first to do it today. Oh. There you go. Easy we'll have your footage, footage for, no for now for time uh, everlasting. We're not going to lob it, right? Not lob. Oh, last year, Lil John lob. I'm, I'm from the old school. It's heat or nothing, man. Fire it. Heat. I like that. How much heat are you going to bring? I'm going to be in the David Wells... Um, <laughs> Tiny Maddox rain somewhere around in so there. So in the 80s, it works. Yeah, 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 round up in there. Hey, faster than I could throw. Yes, uh, sir. If you'd have gone into baseball, what position would you have played? Oh, outfield, definitely, because I would have been able to snatch everything coming over that gate, probably uh, center field. I like that. Get some range. Yeah. Get some leaping. Uh, before we let you go, Snoop, uh, and again, thanks for stopping by, uh, any slang you can teach Bill so he can be up <laughs> on it with the kids these days? Any slang? Yeah. Yep. You tell everybody they owe you some money? Tell them to break bread or fake dead. Break bread or fake dead? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) What's the over-under until Bill uses that on blooper on some episode at some point this year? Wait till I get him in the press box today. Thank you. Break bread or fake fake dead. dead. (laughs) I love it. Now, are we emphasizing the fake or the dead? The fake. Oh, okay. (laughs) I would have emphasized the dead. Let me see how you're going to say it. Break bread or fake dead? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're not going to get any better than that. So, Snoop, thank you very much for taking the time for us. Thank you all for having me. SD is always represented for Snoop Dogg. I've always been represented at SD for a long time. So, good looking out, Padre. There you go. (laughs) We got your back, man. That's Snoop Dogg from Bud Access. He'll be out throwing the first pitch today and having a post-game DJ set out at Park in the Park. With DJ Snoopadelic, thanks so much. This was really an Thank honor. Thank y'all for having me. Hey, we'll be back bro. with some more Padre Social Hour. Look at this crowd. Make some noise, guys. We're back with more after this. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Welcome back. How do we top that? Padres Social Hour here. Uh, getting you set for the 12:40 first pitch, the series finale between the Padres and the Braves. Mark Paul Gosler, Snoop Dogg, and now uh, a good amount of folks are still here. Right. 
but not nearly what was here, you know, five minutes <laughs> yeah, ago. They all departed. What's wrong with it, just us? Yeah. It's, it's all saved by the bell. The college years after this, it's I know, just, yeah. it's not the same. We're all, we're all downhill. <laughs> uh, somehow, Snoop called me out for not having his footage. Yeah, everybody yeah. calls me out. Even Snoop hey, Dogg Snoop knows Dog. to blame Blooper. As we would say, break bread or fake dead, <laughs> Blooper. I got called out by Snoop. I hope Bill uses that on you every single episode from here until the end of time. Um, I'm on you like a cheap suit. (laughs) There you go. See, Bill's all fired up now. He's got that OG in him, little gangsta. (laughs) Um, Let's somehow move on to today's lineup. We have to get to this. And the lineup is presented by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego (laughs) Padres. It's John Jay in center field, evidently the position Snoop would play if he was a major leaguer. Will Myers at first base, Matt Kemp in right, Young Harris Solarte at third base with Melvin up. Jr. in left. Then it's Christian Bethencourt catching today. Alexei Ramirez at shortstop. Alexia Marista at second base. And Drew Pomeranz doing the pitching. That now takes us to our Supercuts head-to-head challenge. And Blooper's been breaking a lot of bread lately. Another win yesterday. That's three in a row for him. He now leads 31 to 19. It's been crazy. He's been using Will Myers uh, as his moneymaker. Right. He's picked him six of the last seven days. And won five of those times. And Jesse Agler is still winless. And Jesse Agler, who was here yesterday, had the loss, and he's still winless. He's now 0-4. Who's the other winless person? The other winless person is also 0-4, Bill Center. And actually, I had a pretty good day with Jay, and I can't really argue because Myers had the better day. Right, when you had your pick last. But today, the pick is Ben's. However, it's a second pick because Blooper has the first pick. Uh, Is he going to go Will Myers again for the fourth time in a row? Drum roll, please. Yes. Yes, he is. All right. Uh, like I said yesterday, dance with the girl that brung you. Why not? He keeps, he keeps sizzling at the plate, so why not? Ben, how do you respond? You know what? Uh, Will Myers was a good pick. I was thinking about him, but nice little cloudy day. Braves don't have the best lineup. I'm going to go with Drew Pomerantz. I like that Ooh, pick. Yeah. That is a good pick. Right. Uh, Drew holding opponents the lowest batting average against right. uh, anywhere around. And I noticed one thing in the lineup the last couple times Pomerantz has pitched, and uh, Andy loves having uh, Wallace at third for the bat, but when Pomeranz pitch, he gets Larte to third and adds a little ed- extra defense with Amarista at second. Well, I mean, Pomeranz right now, that ERA, right. just a hair above two, right. you can afford a little bit of less offense right. to less make sure the defense is short up. And make him. sure your defense is short up. Yeah. Uh, let's not, though, uh, think of this as a, as a gimme because, uh, number one, the Padres just can't win series finales. Right. We've learned that this year. One, one in 18. 18. Right. Jeez. Uh, number two, Julio Tehran right. is a great pitcher on the other side. A sub-two ERA, I think, his last six starts. Hasn't got a win in any of them. Uh, he'd fit in right here with his Padre staff. One and six, but his ERA is 2-9 for the right. year. Uh, no run support for him either. Uh, this should be a, a good pitcher's matchup today. He might be out of here quick. Yeah. Something's got to give today. One and 18 in the series finales, and the Braves have lost 12 straight at Petco Park. Yeah, 2012. Something has to give today. Talk about way back Wednesday. It's been four years since they've won a game here at Petco. But the Padres would like to keep that until uh, next season. This is the last game the Braves play here uh, this year at Petco. And, yeah, a quick game just means we get to the DJ Snoopadelic postgame set even faster. I'll be out there. Yeah, front row. I bet if he saw you, he'd probably bring you on stage. You're his boy now, Bill. I love that SD stands for Snoop Dogg. I like that. That that was That was a great call when he was wearing a cap and he said SD stands and, for And uh, mentioning Tony Gwynn and Long Beach Folly. I was just going to yeah. say, and bringing in Tony Gwynn, I thought that was class. Which, and it's not, he's not just doing it for us, for the show. No. I've seen interviews he's done at other ballparks. Right. He's always mentioning Long Beach Folly. Long Beach Folly, me and Tony Gwynn. Yeah, right. he's kept that. It's legitimate. It's genuine, authentic. So uh, that was great. 
Uh, at Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. We're back to wrap up what's been my favorite episode yet <laughs> of Padres Social Hour. See how we get to the finish because line. Because of Ben and I, right? And just the two of you. That's right. exclusively okay. it. We're back after this. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Little reminder, we're back on tomorrow, even though it's a Padres off day, and it's at 3 o'clock p.m., leading right into the Major League Baseball draft coverage. So make sure to join uh, me, Randy Jones, and Chris Ello then. We're looking now at the DJ Stupidelic stage being set up for today's post-game DJ set after the Padres and Braves wrap up their series. The tweets, unsurprisingly, are flooding in about Bill's segment here with Snoop. Uh, Joe's saying that uh, Bill Center and Snoop are my new favorite duo. Maybe you guys should drop a rap album or a reggae <laughs> yeah, album together. Right, reggae. Uh, Sack Bun Chris saying, Snoop and Padre Central, that's you. Truly a match made in heaven. And then uh, Tom Hughes saying, just a dog pound gangster and Snoop sharing a couch. You're the dog pound gangster, <laughs> I'm, Bill. I'll, hey, I'll turn, dog pound gangster, I like that. What's the saying one more time, your new slang phrase? Break bread or fake dead. There you go. Blooper. Next, next season, Bill is just going to share the couch with a hologram of Tupac. <laughs> that, that's next. I feel like you're going to tell me that over the buffet in like 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> literally over some bread. Right, be, I'm going to just sneak up behind you with a stick my finger in your ribs. Good Scared. luck with that. Yeah. Keep, keep an eye out, Blue. Rise in the back of your head. Um, no, and by the way, no, uh, nothing to shake a uh, stick at. Mark Paul Gosler, too, stopping by oh, today. Oh, yeah. Great. I mean, so thanks to MPG. Thanks to Snoop Dogg. Thanks to everybody that came here. The real fans who stayed until the end. Love you guys, and thank you for watching. We're back on tomorrow again at 3 o'clock. It's a draft extravaganza. You don't want to miss it. Enjoy Wayback Wednesday. See if the Padres can get their first sweep of the year. Thanks for watching Padres Social Hour.